All right. Well, sir, are you ready to to do this? I mean, yeah. <laughs> as ready as we're going to be. Since we are To a live edition of the HLS podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me MD Tex. And as always, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your fine, lovely podcasts. And you can join us on t- uh, Twitch live. Oh man, I'm off to a great start as Notre Dame was. Over at HerLoyalSons.tv or <laughs> Twitch.tv slash HerLoyalSons. Discord, HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. Shane. I mean, why not? It was such a sloppy game. Why Why should I nail the intro? Yeah. Why don't we start the, the game the same way Notre Dame started the third quarter? Just oh. all over the map. <laughs> yeah, so so we are going to talk a little bit of uh, fighting Irish football. Uh, we're also going to talk uh, a little bit of what went on. Uh, there was actually, I mean, look, week two was pretty calm. But there were yeah. a few things that we should definitely cover and we should definitely talk about. So we will absolutely do that. And before we get kicked off and started, folks, I uh, would like to remind you that if for any reason you're deciding to go up to Notre Dame to do any kind of football viewing, uh, hanging out for Junior Parents Weekend or whatever it may be, uh, you're going to need something important. Shane, what is that important thing? Lodging. Yes, you need lodging. Head over to rentlikeachampion.com. If you're on Twitch TV right now, you can actually see this at the bottom of our stream. There's a nice little link there. There's also a link over at herlolsons.com. We highly suggest you use that. Much, much more affordable than those overpriced hotels. Absolutely fantastic to have your own space that you can do whatever you will. Like maybe drink a lot when Notre Dame has a really shitty game and you just want to not be around people but your friends. So, I mean, it's perfectly valid. I I understand that. And we won't just you know you know we're going to give you some money off too so fifty dollars off by using the code hls50 that is hls and the number 50 and shane with that being said uh how did you enjoy week two overall i mean i didn't (laughs) 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 it it pretty much was boring uh and and not in the right ways um the the i guess the the big games were pretty much the expected results texas a&m definitely gave clemson a game so Mm -hmm. we'll talk about um, but and then Kentucky finally breaking history for good girl <laughs> Dan Mullen. We'll uh, talk about that as well. <laughs> but um, but a lot of things that I kind of expected to see, like nothing crazy. And then on top of that, Notre Dame's result was essentially an, an abomination of a game. So there was really no, there was nothing to take away to enjoy. Yeah, and and honestly, it was. I mean, the noon games. I was watching the kids. Mrs. Tech was at work. Nothing of real importance was going on. So when the baby decided to go take a nap and I saw my uh, older son was otherwise entertained, I fell asleep, took a little few winks. So uh, that was great. And then, yeah, the entire afternoon window happened with Notre Dame that we'll get to later. Uh, The night games were a little bit of fun. And then uh, when Sparty took on Arizona State, I was like, ah, I might watch this. And after about a half, it's like, I'm pretty sure I know how this is going to end. I don't need to watch this and just went to sleep. So, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't that great of a week. But hey, you know what? Let's get into it because there were some decent stuff that happened. Uh, but let's go ahead. And and this was like billed as the marquee game. And that yeah. was Georgia, South Carolina. I don't know why. Well, 41 <laughs> to 17 year final. And I'm going to give Eddie all kinds of shit for this on our picks game yeah. because he sounded I mean, confident enough to where I had a little bit of pause and I was going to throw more space bucks on this. And that I and I didn't because Eddie almost kind of talked me out of it. I should not trust him because, yeah, yeah, Georgia, it, it was a walloping. There there was nothing. Yeah. It, once Georgia got trucking, it was like, hey, we're still Georgia and you're still South Carolina and Muschamp still sucks. Yeah, it was it was close for what, like a quarter and a half. Like Maybe it was something like 20 to 17 uh, in the, into the second quarter. But like I. I understand that you you have to appreciate what Debo Samuel can do. Literally everything. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, he's, he's a great athlete. He will be a great NFL talent one day. But I mean, one player does not a team make, and certainly not against Georgia. I mean, all he's all they got to do is really essentially run their game on offense and just avoid him if they right. can. Um, and and they're just it's it's an overmatching. I mean, no, Georgia's front seven is an NFL front seven at this point. It's like um. I just didn't see what it was, what, what the whole hype was. I got that South Carolina looked good in week one, but it was week one. Like that's, this is a classic overreaction. Yeah. And like I said, on the picks podcast, uh, George is very much in Alabama territory for me. And, yeah. and really this was a classic Alabama game. Uh, you know, a solid verbal likes to say a crock potting for me. It's a, it's a smoke. Although this one turned from a, a, a reverse sear of a game. You, you slow yeah. cooked it for just a little bit and then you said, fuck you and ended it. Uh, yeah. so yeah, this game was very much a reverse sear, and it was, it was very quickly over. So, um, now the one I also said that, you know, Clemson's in that same territory. So let's talk about Clemson yep. for a little bit. And, and look, folks, I am an Aggie fan, although it, this is a rough point for me because I do not like the whole hiring of Jimbo Fisher. I really want it to fail more so for the good of college football as a whole, because I think it's a dangerous yep. precedent to set. Uh, however, uh, Jimbo brought the Aggies to play uh, and they actually, and, and this was almost the reverse. It looked like this game was going to get out of hand. And then AM slowly but surely adjusted. And really, at least to me, Shane, I'm interested in your take. This had the feel of if Clemson really had more of a solid offense, this shouldn't have been close. However, they didn't, and the Aggies were able to hang around. I think uh, I think you're right. I think essentially what Clemson is finding themselves falling into is that, I mean, uh, Davo has never really fucked with the idea of two quarterbacks. Like mm-hmm. He's never really felt the need to do it. But now that he's got Trevor Lawrence on the bench and Kelly Bryant, being, I guess, not Deshaun Watson and therefore not living up to his expectations, which is weird, gives giving him enough pause to play them both. I feel like this is kind of why this game ended up being so close because they don't have one true offense. I feel like Kelly Bryant, they want to run a little bit more than Trevor Lawrence and vice versa. So like they they I feel like they shot themselves in the foot a little bit and maybe gave AM a margin to keep them in it as opposed to kind of letting it get out of hand by sticking to one running their offenses they have right. and doing their thing. Yeah, and um, I absolutely agree. Oh, hello. Thank you for the follow. I There's Lax87 in there. There's too many other <laughs> alphanumericals in there, but thank you for the follow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I completely agree. And uh, oh, Rokushu Executioner. Okay, I have no idea. Welcome aboard, folks. Thank sure. you for giving us the follow. Um, I need to change that little zombie <laughs> gif on there. Yeah, yeah I, I still got the defaults on there. Eventually, I'm going to turn it into some Brian Kelly stuff. But anyway, uh, let's get back to the audio version of this. So 28-16, your final. 
And a lot was made about uh, lots of shots to the Elko defense as well, which was also giving me a little heartburn because I kind of wanted that to blow up in everybody's face too. Uh, but yeah, uh, right now they are still trying to find themselves. And because Clemson's defensive front is so good, they're able to have that luxury of trying to find themselves in really what was not a throwaway game. I mean, even though the Aggies were unranked, I think everybody would be doing them a disservice if they just completely ignored them as if they weren't going to be able to do anything at all. So uh, I, I really think the Aggies did a decent job uh, throughout the game. And I'll tell you what, the end of the game was, I mean, that was what college football yeah. it should be. That's why we love the sport, uh, because the ending sequence was insane. They have uh, an, an action um, implication. Goodness, I can't even find the word. They had a, they had to uh, enforce. That's the word I'm looking for. They had to enforce <laughs> the worst rule in football, and that is a fumble through the end zone on offense results in a touchback. Uh, the call looked really shitty on the field, mm -hmm. and there just wasn't enough to overturn it because uh, the way the ball went out of bounds, uh, the Aggie, uh, I forget who it was, the offensive player was trying to extend the ball, got punched out, really great defensive play, and because I called it a touchback initially, I mean, the angle of the ball didn't look like it was going the right way, but it could have ended up in disaster. But the Aggies end up getting the ball back. Uh, thank you, Commander Root, for the follow. The Aggies end up getting the ball back, and then they were able to uh, put together one hell of a touchdown, one of the catches of the year. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, literally catching by the points of the football after it was damn near picked up. But a failed two-point conversion. Notre Dame fans, tell me where you've heard this before against Clemson. Against Clemson, weird. Uh, but yeah, that ending, uh, were you able to catch the end of that game, Shane? Because that was a hell of a ride. Uh, so I was actually watching, I was actually I think, visiting with my parents, so they were watching something else. Uh, they were watching a different game. But um, no, I, I ended up following the game cast on the app and just kind of I'm watching through and I'm watching through. And then you know, obviously on Twitter, you see the highlights and then you see the result. But yeah, you know, I, it's, it's a solid effort by AM. A lot of questions about Clemson. Um, I think come out of this game. I mean, obviously they're they're in number one in in the country territory, mm -hmm. but this kind of game exposed some weird spots about the things that they don't do well. Um, you know, maybe the second the, the back end of their defense and the the alternations of their offense kind of causing flow issues. But you know, they stay number two. They will stay number two. And Texas A and M, I'm sure, will be a decent team by the year, the end of the year. Yeah, and we're recording this uh, kind of right in the. It's lunchtime, my time, a little mid afternoon for Shane. So we haven't quite seen the new AP rankings, but yeah, at the top, I'm not expecting much change. And you right. bring up a good point, Shane. They are in number one territory, and if we talk about number one Alabama, we don't have the score on here. Excuse me, but they have two quarterbacks that both seem to be playing uh, fairly well and that either one of them could probably sharp for Clemson if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, they definitely need to figure it out and soon. OK, let's go to another top 25 game. This one of interest to Notre Dame fans. Southern Cal went on the road to Stanford and 17 to three your final. And I tell you what, I actually expected this game to get a little bit more out of hand. Uh, what impressed me was that Southern Cal actually made some defensive adjustments, or at least it seems so, uh, to where they did not get run all over. And really, Stanford uh, Costello, their quarterback, was really the one that helped uh, make sure the ball kept moving forward. And man, I tell you what, if we're talking about quarterback issues, uh, Southern Cal, uh, they got a, a young freshman back there, and uh, it's going to take a while to hit their stride. Yeah, Um I get, I get that he seemed like, the, I guess, the best option, but he's not. He doesn't have his his college legs underneath him. I feel like no. uh, maybe the, the speed of the game he hasn't quite caught up to yet. Um, but yeah, Stanford's offense looked anemic. Like the, I'm sorry, Southern Cal's offense mm -hmm. just looked anemic. Now Stanford, 
yes, Southern Cal made some adjustments. They also concussed the other living shit out of Bryce Love, and no oh, one yeah, noticed. That's true, yeah. <laughs> no one noticed. Like everyone just kept talking through their own shit, and, and and Bryce Love's looking at the sideline doing one of these numbers, and no one's noticing. It, it was it was kind of terrifying, but um, you know, there, KJ Costello clearly is the the was the better offensive player. Um, Stanford's defense kind of remains consistent. Southern Cal, to their credit, though, just looks like dog shit on offense right now. Yeah, um, they, they they really do. And, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and Bryce Love, I I don't know if people are. It's really weird because this is the second game. I mean, he did have one big 50-plus yard run, but this is the second game in a row in which he hasn't looked like the Bryce Love that we saw last season. I mean, yeah. it's not to say that he's bad. It just either people have figured out or they're just overloading the box. And even, I mean, Costello is playing decent. He's not throwing up lame ducks. He was throwing some decent yeah. passes, getting people, finding the right windows. He's doing enough, so... I, I'm wondering if that maybe is a signal that the line isn't what we once expected it to be for for Stanford because it, it really looks like him, and, and it's weird because they always run and and I get why they're doing it. They run this pitch play to where and LSU used to do this too, where the quarterback takes the ball and instead of doing a handoff and then letting Love pick the the running lane that should be open. He's just taking the ball, getting off the snap, immediately pitching it back to Bryce, and now he's looking for a window. And to me, they ran it so much, it wasn't more of a changeup, but it was more of he needs to be Barry Sanders because we have no idea what hole's going to be open. Yeah, that's just guesswork. It's weird. Yeah, it is very weird to see. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, look, SC got a loss, and we could always be happy about SC getting a loss. And, you know, looking forward, um, you know, obviously there's still a lot more football to be played before Stanford comes to visit Notre Dame. Uh, mm -hmm. But I, I won't say I'm feeling comfortable, but I am surprised, uh, especially with Bryce Love. They're not quite looking like I expected. I, I expect that the game will be, um, unless Notre Dame's offense remains as confused as they seemed yesterday, <laughs> it'll, it'll be one of those like low-scoring slugfests like usual, like one of those the typical 20-17 to 17 Notre Dame-Stanford game. Right. All right. Well, let's stay in the West Coast. Let's head over to the desert. Uh, I yeah. will admit I fell asleep at the half. Um, I, I, I fell asleep in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, it was a very boring game. And at the time, Michigan State had a slight lead on Arizona State, but Arizona State ends up coming back. Basically, unanswered points in the fourth quarter does Michigan State in. So Herm Edwards. Yeah. With his first top 15 upset on the road, uh, I know our boy Dino is trying to, is like, hey, I'm believing in Herm. You should believe it, Tex. I know you're not sold on it. I still don't. What I really think this, at least to me, feels more like anything. This was a team that looked like, uh, in terms of Sparty, looked like dog shit against Utah State at home. Still doesn't have it figured out yet. And they are on the decline with D'Antonio, at least it feels like. And then they had to go on the road. They had to yeah. go into 100-plus degree weather, and that is a recipe, late-at-night game, traveling across the time zone. That's a recipe for getting exposed, and that's exactly yeah. what happened to Sparty here. That is exactly what we were talking about, man. Like I, I heard you make this pick on with Eddie, and I came, and I immediately turned around and was like, yeah, absolutely. They're playing in, in Tempe. There's no shot. Exactly. Um, not only are they getting body clocked and changing time zones, but then the heat. I mean, like 105 degrees, I think it ended up being a kickoff. I mean, that's just not... That's this recipe for like coming off of that rough first week. It's not a recipe for regaining momentum or recentering your offense. Michigan State could run the ball even less in this game. Arizona State's defense still kind of remained pretty suffocating in their efforts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I wasn't surprised in the least when I woke up and saw this result. Like, yeah, that's about what I expected. At the pace that they were both playing at, both incredibly boring and uncreative offenses, um, I wasn't surprised to see Michigan State pretty much shut, shut itself down and, 
and and have no answer in the fourth quarter. All right. And look, I will give Herm this. He is a good motivator. He seems to be able to to do pretty decent in terms of what he's getting out of his team. Uh, but I'm really going to be interested to see what happens when we start Pac-12 play. I, I don't think Arizona is going to do much to them. I think I may be the jinx for Heisman picks because I picked <laughs> Khalil Tate, and he has just looked god-awful in two games. Well, Kevin Sumlin refuses to acknowledge his fucking skill set. He's just like, I'm going to make him a pro passer. Like, dude, why? And, you didn't do that with Johnny Manziel. And, uh, it's so, uh, this is why his ass got fired at Texas A&M and, yeah. and why I was so, and I'm sure people are like, how are you so harsh against Sumlin when you're aren't as BK? It's... It's night and day. BK at least learns that he needs to adjust. He's still stubborn as shit. Don't get me wrong. Sublin seems to be in some kind of other fucking twilight zone and of some other different reality. And yeah, it, Herm's going to embarrass him. And that's going to yeah. be really sad if you're an Arizona fan because you got somebody. Honestly, they should have hired Ken Neu to, to Amatololo because had yeah, they man. done that, I know Khalil Tate didn't run and run the triple option. He torpedoed that. I tell you what, this guy would be fucking murdering everybody right now in no that kind of offense. Tweeted just yesterday. Hey, hey, how does the triple option sound now, Khalil? Yeah, no shit. It, it would have been yeah. so much better. All right, moving on. Yeah. For the first time since I was a toddler. Since the internet existed. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, this has been about three or so years coming. Kentucky has always been this damn close, and Florida seems to squeak away with the win. But it almost seems fitting that this happened at the Swamp. Kentucky yep. 27, Florida 16. Hope you enjoyed your brief stay in the top 25 because you gone. Uh, it was embarrassing. I didn't watch a whole lot of this game because this was honestly my expected result. It was an ugly game, uh, but watching the end of it was very, very hilarious, especially at the end. Kentucky had to remember the six moment, but got the six on one of the yeah. weirdest fumbles I've ever seen. And you have Stoops on the sideline just like, go, go, go. They didn't blow the whistle. Go yeah. score a touchdown. Put the dagger in. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Um, sucks to be you, Florida. That's about all I got yeah. for this game. And talk yeah, about they're, quarterback they're, questions. What the hell is Felipe Franks doing? Period. It's the same thing that they did last season. And I mean, even when they had Malik Sayer, like it's basically like they don't have a quarterback. They have five quarterbacks that, that can't play. Basically, it's like it, I'm not sure I've seen worse quarterback management. I mean, Felipe Franks is not uh, it's just not the talent. I mean, he, I understand um, he had the offers and whatnot, but he, he has yet to show or prove. Uh, that he could consistently operate at the college level, and then Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's defense isn't that complicated. They just you know they they mix up a couple blitzes here or there, and Florida had no answer. The entire offense, is, aside from their running back situation, is is just a, a liability. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised. Dan Mullen's got a lot of work to do. All right, let's get a couple quick hits in because there's a few more games, or actually three, that I just want to at least give a quick shout outs to. Uh, okay. First, let's start with Hawaii. Because yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, folks, but this is an undefeated Hawaii. And I'm sure you're looking at 43 to 29 and like, well, it's rice. Who cares? They embarrass Navy. Yeah, they look pretty decent in uh, their week zero effort. So they're three and oh, uh, I tell you what, not that I think they're going to hold a candle to Boise State or UCF, but fun Hawaii football when you want to stay up late at night and keep that college football buzz going. Fun yeah. Hawaii is great, so I'm excited about this, and I hope it keeps More going. More opportunities to make Rainbow Warrior jokes. That's it, that's that's always a plus. Exactly, and, and here's the other thing: they're scoring points, man. They are scoring yeah. points. This isn't like they're scraping by. They hung, if I remember right, they hung 40 plus on Navy too. So yeah, they they, they're putting up some offensive points right now. Oh, guys, pray for friend of the podcast Jack Jorgensen Ooh. because Florida State. 
Yikes. 26, Samford, the mighty Samford. I don't know. Are they the Bulldogs or, or Bulldogs, something? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they gave them all they can handle. And they had a lead going into the fourth quarter, if I remember correctly, at this point. They did. <laughs> it's um, Florida State might be straight up ass. Like, which is good because now all of a sudden it seems like, okay, scheduling Florida State for senior day in November makes sense now. Uh, yeah, now. Totally. It's a, it's a brand people know and they suck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it looks super, super ugly. Um, and I tell you I'm what, they win five games this fucking year. I Jim, don't know. Jimbo really torpedoed Florida State. You really did. I mean, Francois looks like hot garbage. The offensive yeah. line somehow looks worse than it did last year. The defense was getting burned by Samford receivers. You're wondering where the fuck the speed is. It it just looks terrible out in Tallahassee right now, which I'm not upset about. I feel bad for Jack. Yeah. Like Jack, he's great friend of mine but oof i love the town hate the school yeah it's so bad all right one more i'm gonna give mrs tex a shout out here because ah, salukis yeah we're gonna have some salukis on here now the score is this is a video game type score old miss 76 southern illinois 41 tex why are you even bothering mentioning this game because at the half siu had a lead and this yeah. game was really fun until about midway through the third quarter. Uh, I told her, I told my wife, it's like, hey, you're actually getting a shout out because that was fun to watch. I had some Saluki yeah. gear on when she got back from work as a nice surprise. She's a big Notre Dame supporter ever since we started dating. And we actually had this on the screen. It was on the SEC alternate channel, which I actually had. So nice. we actually had this side by side with Notre Dame's dumpster fire. So, <laughs> I mean... It's about as fun, or at least in as enjoyable 117 point efforts you can watch, I guess, right now. Huh? It's not in the Big 12. Yeah, exactly. And, and I will say this, too. This is crazy. And man, and we're also like we're about the degeneracy here. Look for yep. a weird spread with Ole Miss because SIU did not punt until not the once. second half. Not once the second half. I mean, look, SIU is not that great of an FCS team. Okay. Yeah, this shouldn't be happening. So this is also a little bit of uh, investment advice, if you will. If you see an offense coming in, just know Ole Miss can't stop shit. Take the over. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, with that all being said, we had to get to it sometime. God. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. I mean. It's already happening. Notre Dame scores the same amount of points that they did against Michigan's defense in a 24 to 16 effort against Ball State. Oh, God. All right. Look, we're going to cover this game. We're going to sit here. We're going to take our medicine. I'm, I'm drinking coffee right now just to get myself through this. There's actually no booze in here. I don't even feel like drinking over this one. Ass. This game was ass. It sucked. It was it sucked. It was hot garbage. And here's the thing. There's there's two things I at least want to point out. One, look, I can understand if you have an emotional letdown. You don't quite cover. The game was never in doubt. One, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah, it turned into a one position game, but I really never felt like Notre Dame was going to be so bad that they were going to lose it because the first drive, it became clear that Notre Dame was the better team. First drive of the second half, it was clear that Notre Dame was the better team. But for the rest of it, it was like, let's have the blue gold game in week two. Just see what happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wimbush in this one, and we'll talk a little bit more about stats later, but this is the big storyline, had one rush in the second half. And BK and one Bush both swore up and down that it wasn't a function of the game plan. It was just, they saw what ball state was giving them and they felt like they needed to attack the perimeter. Now, look, there's two feelings there. One kind of feel like that's a bit of bullshit Two, that if this is true, 
then what this means is that I'm sure Wimbush went to the line with a run play and a pass play. Because, you know, we're, we are technically an RPO team or, you know, spread option, spread team, going no huddle. So you probably have both of those in the back pocket and he gets to choose what he wants to do. So if we're to take everybody at his word, that basically means Wimbush took a look at this and said, I need to pass. I need to pass. I need to pass where you should be looking at this. And it should have been like the NCAA sim. They shouldn't be able to stop you. Just go run. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was it was it was a combination of what looked like a dog ship game plan. And a quarterback that was just having, I don't know if you want to call it like a diva day. He was just being a stubborn asshole about doing the opposite of what was working. And it, and, and, it, and I say Brandon Wimbush in particular because, like you said, he kind of has to go up to the line, make a decision based on what he sees, and, mm-hmm. and call the right option. Um, so, yeah, there's two play calls that Brian Kelly's are, are, and, and the offensive coordinator, Chip Long, are cascading down. But ultimately, Wimbush has to pick. And then on top of that, you would see, like, you could see it in his eyes that he had this this insistence on doing what he really wanted to do, which is have like a big scramble run play or some shit. Like he like he kept almost envisioning it in his mind because he kept doing it and having those panicked on you know like impromptu scrambles all up and down the fucking field, looking like I can I can dodge this guy. It's a Ball State player. Like you could almost sense that he wasn't taking the game seriously at all. Right. No. And, and there was one point where. Uh, Wimbush after I forget if it was I think it was just a bad pass like he overthrew somebody and he was looking up at the jumbo trying watching the replay and you could see it right on just like oh man fuck me and yeah. like dude your head is up your own ass right now biked a football at one point and then he pushed the, the the defensive player after after getting like tackled down I mean yeah, he reactive. Yeah, he was he was being reactive and I get what he was doing he even admitted he was trying to get the team fired up but look you could get your team fired up with some better play. It just it just felt woefully inept. And man, I don't know how I should feel of whether I give BK credit for trying to let him work his shit out or if it just should have been a matter of, you know what? You, you suck today. I'm just going to let yeah. book in here because apparently if he hands off the ball, it's a touchdown, number one, which is so weird. But number yeah. two is like, look, if it's what, what I would have done if I was in BK in this situation personally, look, I'm fine with him working through it. But, you know, in the second half, when he starts reverting to the same craps, like, look, I tried. Seriously, yeah. you just need to take a break. You're still our starter, but you need to get your head out of your ass. I'm going to put somebody in there whose head is not up his ass right now and at least give him a shot because you look like garbage out there, man. Yeah, it, it was just I mean, the, the, the defense did everything in their power that they could and that they should to keep the game in control, which is, I guess, why there was never really a consideration for book. I mean. Essentially, maybe what the staff felt is the way we felt. Like there was never really a doubt or concern. It's like, oh shit, Ball State's going to come back and 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 make this one, you know, challenging. It was always kind of feeling like, okay, they will probably make it interesting in garbage time. But it, that's why it's garbage time because there's not really a doubt. Um, but I, maybe it's because of that notion that Brian Kelly never kind of read that, like, yeah, this guy could use a break and right. we could actually get things back and on track. Instead, he kept doing that. I got a stupid my guy. I got a stupid my fucking guy. And it's like that didn't work. It never worked. Idiots doing idiot things because they're idiots. Summary yeah. of the entire game. Um, I mean, really. And, and the other thing was, <laughs> BK, my favorite moment. There's two favorite moments of the game. One was uh, Wimbush threw a pass that was just god awful. And it zooms in on BK. He's got his arms crossed. He's just looking, has this 
confused look. He says, and you can tell he's talking to the assistants. It's like, that's the worst fucking pass I've ever seen in my life. And I'm here screaming at my TV. If only you could do something about this shit. Like, go ahead and take him off the field. There's another person. Uh, Yeah. And, and and again, I wasn't worried about losing the game. It was just, you're driving me insane. I don't want to see crappy football against ball state. It's about optics. It felt like crap. And, and look, if you really want to use a game like a scrimmage, let's stop. Let's just schedule FCS and, and just yeah. be done with it. And I don't want us to start doing it, but you can't let a team that has enough talent around. And I know this team was projected to finish last in the Mac. Um, after watching Neil, I'm really confused as False. to why. Because uh, yeah. not that I think they're going to win the Mac or anything. I, I do not know enough about the rest of the division. That guy's a decent quarterback. He's got good vision. And to Clark Lee's credit, that entire first drive, they couldn't get any pressure. It was like, well, what the fuck are we doing here? And then at the end of the day, they didn't give up any big chunk plays. They kept everything in front of them. And then all of a sudden, you were getting pressure. The safeties have an interception. Hallelujah. Elliot with the two interception game. Uh, So, I mean, the defense did their job. They made the adjustments. Ball State got less than four yards of play on both rushing and passing. And and they faced ninety seven total plays. Which yeah, is they almost broke a hundred fucking plays. That's nuts. Yeah. So the defense did their job. Um, look, Ball State. Even if they win the MAC, I'm not going to say, oh, well, this feels a lot better. No, it really shouldn't. It doesn't. Notre Dame was a lot more talented. I'm not mad because it didn't cover. I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, Shane. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's parent yes. type it- talk. It's dad feel. You, you feel like a dad who saw his kid go out there and put no fucking effort into the game. Like after you've spent all this time practicing and shit, it's like, I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, it's frustrating. It's, it's a really frustrating way to come off of a damn huge victory against Michigan, man. Like we let us ride the high for one fucking week. please. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like I want to be able to go out and go around and be like, yep, Notre Dame's still looking baller as shit at work or whatever. But no, now, now you got to come out and they're like, how is Notre Dame? And you'd be like, I'd rather not talk about it. And they'd be like, oh, they lose? You'd be like, well, no, but I'd still rather not talk about it. Yeah, it doesn't, see, it doesn't feel fun. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, you're going to have an SEC team come in here that could basically be a max school themselves. So you really have a chance to say, okay, we realized it. We fucked up. We got a chance to correct it. And to their credit, I will say this much. Look, there was a lot of and usually in these situations, BK gets very fuck you defensive about things. Yeah. And, and I understand and protecting the team. Uh, this time, he only had a little bit of that. that. He, he he told the Rakes and Malo, you know, mess, he must subscribe to the Rakes report. It's like winning college football is hard. So there was that talking point. But in the yeah. same breath, he was like, but we played a horrible. The offensive line. He he really called out the offensive line. It's, they were the biggest liability, and it's not even close. Yeah, which I tell you what, if you're a Jeff Quinn skeptic, this game gave you a ton of ammo. Uh, it, it, they they didn't look good. I'm not even going to try to justify it. It looked pretty bad. And every now and then they get the lanes open. It's like, what is Ball State? What are you having trouble doing this for? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And really, they had less than three yards of carry. And I know some of that is Ball State figured out, well, Wimbush isn't going to run it. So, <laughs> except yeah. for the tail end of the game where they're running out the clock where it was just straight up called QB power. And you're just yeah. like, fuck, don't tell me it wasn't the fucking game plan, clearly. God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, they they only rushed for 117 yards. It looked bad. Uh, they still somehow gained 414 overall. But, yeah, it just, it just looked uninspired. It was awful, yeah. and some of the interceptions were just Wimba's chucking it up, and it's just, what are you doing? You don't need yeah. to do that. 
they, the whole game plan top to bottom. I mean, first of all, you're outrushed by Ball State at home. Like, come on. Um, the offensive line, and in particular, Liam Eichenberg had a fucking nightmare game. He did. Like, he just he looked awful, and he just got beat play after play. Now, I will say this: when Notre Dame was on defense, did not Ball State hold on every fucking play? Yeah, they did. There was a like, there was a lot of miss. There was some mixed block in the back. There was it some was miss holds. Giving up, at, uh, I guess, at the beginning, the ref said, "Look, you know, the red, the white guys are going to try to hold to try to keep it in. Let's just let them." It's like basically what, that's what happened. Yeah, and Notre Dame was still getting pressure despite that, so it wasn't no, one of those things. Fine. I mean, it was obvious. But look, if you realize that's how the game's getting called, uh, and this maybe is from my baseball attitude, a lot of of baseball is. You a lot so much of that game is determined by the human errors by the people officiating it, whether it's the strike zone or bang bang plays. So if you think you can get away with something, you go get away with it. And if you're on the yeah. offensive line and you realize that you got somebody up there that I gotta hold him in order to yeah. make sure he doesn't kill, you know, everybody in the backfield, you're not getting called for it. Shit, do it until you get called. I don't have a problem with that. I honestly don't. And, you know, thank God it's not something we're having to sit here and say, you know, and sound like a bunch of homers that are pissed about the refing because at least we could be mad at this in a loss. Kind of like what we said about Taggart and the fake injury thing. Right. So right. this is this shit you complain about when you win. You don't complain yeah. about it when you lose. And it, we almost got really close to nearing that situation where it's just like, what the fuck? Can we please clean things up? Can we please look yeah. a little bit better? Can we please look like we want to play today and we're not worried yeah. about next week or two weeks from now? It, it was weird. It was just It was awful. a bad showing kind of across the board. I mean, the defense was fine. It just took them a while to get there. And even on special teams, you know, Jonathan Dore, why? I mean, it shouldn't take <laughs> his fifth kick or fourth kick to just kick it straight. Just kick it straight. That's your one job. I mean, I understand it's not as nuanced and, and, and all this shit as we understand, I'm sure, because kickers are all fucking particular about everything that they do. But th the reality is you just got to kick it. Like, that's, that's all you do. And that was another BK dad moment where when he oh, kicked yeah. it out of bounds again, BK, you can see Polian was talking to him. I'm pretty sure it was Polian. Yeah. And he goes yeah, and walks over there, takes the headset off, and, and it's not like he's screaming or got in his face. He just looked at him, what the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? And, and, I, and I, I think what the camera didn't catch afterwards, just like, I don't care if it goes out of the end zone. I don't care if it's a corner kick right now. Just do not get another penalty or you're not kicking the ball off for the rest of the yeah. season. The way the sequence went was he was it was like mom and dad talking to you at the same time, right? So you come home and you did some fucked up shit. And mom, Polian comes over. is like, okay, so listen, what you need to fix and what you need to improve moving forward, especially right now, because dad's really pissed, is blah, blah. And then dad, in the middle of the argument, walks over and goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you know? know? Yeah. And, then, and you're like, I'm sorry. And he goes, no, 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 no. I'll fucking apologize. I'm, I'm going to the other room. Fuck this. That's exactly what <laughs> I laugh so hard at this because... This seriously happens in my house more than you can understand yeah, because exactly I hear my wife getting onto my kitty. It's usually during bedtime at this. So yep. <laughs> I love parenting comparisons uh, to football, but it seriously happens. I hear my wife's like very calmly try to say, yeah. it's like, you know, you know, look, please, please do this. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. I'm in the other room. Like read through what your mother says. <laughs> and then I yeah. hear Ryan. I got it. Calm down. So yeah, it was yeah. it was seriously that that exactly same thing in there. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I mean look, Dor cleaned it up afterwards, and I know why he's supposed to have this absolutely bomb of a leg to where he can just kick it out of the end zone constantly. So 
waiting. And really, it was the story of the game. It looks like everybody's trying to do too much. And it's weird how much the NCAA sim ended up actually telling the story of this game because yeah. we we were jokingly saying, "Hey, it looks like Wimbush is trying to put up Heisman stats here." And that's what it looked like he was doing, except that's what he was trying to do, except with his arm and not his legs. Yeah. Not the right way. Yeah. So, and Wimbush had some moments, but he he had way too many moments where it just looked awful. Uh, you know, the receivers are doing better this year. If I'm looking at yeah, a, sure. a, a plus they're they're going after the ball. Boykin really made two spectacular one handed catches. Oh, Boykin's incredible. Yeah. I mean, despite the one that I, I won't blame Wimbush for one of those INTs. Somebody told me the ball was tipped. I didn't quite see it, but it, I still it think was. it was okay. rushed right at the edge of the line by a linebacker. And it just threw the trajectory off to the left a little bit that it was behind Boykin's expected location. And he adjusted too late. Went right through his okay, hands. so maybe Flutie wasn't on as many drugs as I felt like he was, uh, but I still think Boykin could have caught that. And, and you know what? Maybe that's just me expecting a lot out of Boykin, and that's honestly not a bad thing if you think about no. it. Uh, so the receivers did fine. The running backs, I'll tell you what, it, it, Jafar Armstrong, man. Have you thrown you the space bucks around yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've already, I've, already, I've already tried to put it down. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, he looks good. I mean, the Theo Riddick uh, comparison seemed very apt. Uh, yeah. While I would love to have Dexter Williams in there, we're not missing him as much as I thought we would. Uh, I would definitely, because he's still got more of a burst than Jafar does. But man, yeah. it's, it's not like he, he's so good right now. He is surpassing my wildest expectations. He's unreal. He's uh, unreal. You give him some room and, you know, he, he's just, he hits the hole and he goes. He, he's got that Josh so, Adams quality yeah. to him. Yeah. So, I mean, things look good. I'm really going to give Clark Lee a lot of credit too, because he... he uh, I forgot who had it up on a tweet and it was like, he uh, actually, I think it may have been in Samson's uh, piece in the athletic, uh, which mm-hmm. by the way, her little slash athletic. If you haven't quite joined yet, uh, support HLS and some damn good sports writing. I'm pretty sure it was his because he said like Clark Lee, isn't just continuing the Elko trend. He's improving it because man, he's, he's got a lot more aggressive tendencies than Elko does because yeah. he was very conservative in the first try. And it said, look, fuck it. He came with a lot more blitzes, came with a lot more mixed coverages, did a lot more pressing at the line when he's like, okay, they're just running stupid little hitches. We're going to cut this shit out right now. And then all yeah. of a sudden you see more sacks, you see interceptions, and that's what a good defense does. And that's going to be the saving grace of this team to where if we putts around with the quarterback situation, you got a defense that's ready to bail you out constantly yeah. to the tune of 97 plays. They better be at the I mean, front of the line at the victory meal. Every last one of them. Yeah, seriously. And, and you know, I don't, I don't want to be a bitch, but if they had actually gave, gotten those calls on holding, they might not have gotten to fucking 97 plays, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, no, seriously, the, the defense it carried the entire weight of the offense's incompetence. And, the, the, you know, Kareem, Khalid Kareem, really the entire front seven is owed whatever the hell they want this week. Yeah, absolutely. So and Jalen Elliott, bring him on in. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things to where uh, uh, your boy Alohi Gilman, man, or Alohi, sorry, not Alohi, Alohi. He's an unstoppable machine. Yeah, he, I mean, they're playing great. The defense is better than I expected. Yeah, it sucks that they gave up 16 points, but if you're on the field for that much, I mean, time of possession in this one, this is when time of possession matters because these are two no-huddle offenses. So yeah. you, you got even offenses going at it here over 34 minutes. They're on the field. That's absurd. Now, some of that had to do with Notre Dame did quick score when they scored, but there were also way too many three and outs for my liking. Um, it was, 
just bad. And four for 14 on fourth, uh, third down, Notre Dame was. Uh, but they the defense turns around eight for 23 on third down. That's stout. Now, what sucked is they were three for three on fourth, but atrocious. Still, yeah. Atrocious. So, I mean, look, hat tip to the defense. You really hope the offense can figure it out. Um, nobody's going to be reading their own headlight clippings, you hope. That's how at least everybody's talking to a man. Everybody was saying, look, we played bad, and it wasn't, look, it's okay, we're going to be fine type talk. It's like, we're all disappointed in ourselves. You know, yeah. dad's disappointed over there. He gave us a talking to. We're disappointed. So you, you hope it turns around next week because you're not going to be looking ahead to Wake Forest. It, it should be, look, go at it. Let's stop messing around. Like I said, operations, stop fucking around, really needs to be put into place, and, and just, just go beat the pants off of them, go to Wake Forest, pick up your W there, and then come back and play some more big boy football against Stanford so you can actually prove to everybody because your week one high, not only was it over when this ball snapped, now any goodwill you had is, while it's great we still beat Michigan, it's it's done now. Yeah. (laughs) Football football is a very what have you done for me lately sport, and we are on the other side of that fence. It's it's just time to move forward, and that's all you can yeah, say at this and, point. And they don't have time to fuck around. It's Vanderbilt next. It's an SEC defense, so they they have to actually show up. Yeah. Uh, Vanderbilt looked really good in week two. Yeah, they did. It's still Vanderbilt. <laughs> they're, they're better than Ball State. That's, we can't this be is true. Around. Yeah, we we can't be fucking around here. And you hope that's what happens. Well, um, the only other note to have is Justin Yoon could have been number three on the all-time scoring list, but missed a field goal, and it was just one of those what else can go wrong today. So special teams still looks like it needs a little work, but hey, not a whole lot more you could say uh, about this one. Uh, I mean, Shane, you got anything else for this cluster? No, it's <laughs> over with. Let's bury it. Let's literally bury it. Maybe in cement shoes in some ocean somewhere. Yeah, and as you said, no highlight reel for this one, right? No. I'm sorry if anyone's disappointed about that, but come on, like let's not waste all of our own time, right? <laughs> if you really want to see something on YouTube that sums up this game, if you really want to see highlights, there is a YouTube video that shows up, and the reason I've seen this is because another writer used it for a summary of wrestling matches that were just boring and terrible and got awful, and he didn't want to do a recap of. It's a video of a monkey peeing in his own mouth. So if you really want to see, uh, I mean, I forgot to mention the other play that really encapsulated this game. It was Wimbush running around and gaining one yard on a 50 yard scramble, on a 50 yard scramble. <laughs> all around the backfield because Ball State couldn't keep up with them. And the reason why that encapsulates the game with me, it's like, look, Wimbush, they clearly can't keep up with you. Mm-hmm. Why? And he still was looking to pass. The reason he got a one yard gain on that was because he still pulled up and he was not committed to going to run. He pulled yep. up and wanted to pass because he was trying to make a big play happen. When it was a third down, you should just be trying to convert and then move on to the next play. It was a perfect encapsulation of the entire game. Just trying to yeah. do too much. And that's For why you're job. left with the crazy monkey peeing in the mouth type thing. So, you know, watch a video of a fart compilation of fart noises for four hours. That is also a summary of this game as well. Pretty much watch Notre Dame ball state. Yeah. So uh, I don't blame you for having no highlight whatsoever. Um, Too much effort for, for not enough game. Kind of like this entire game as well. So far pretty accurate. All right. Well, folks, uh, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. Uh, We will be back Wednesday evening. At 9.30 p.m., 10.30 p.m. on the Eastern Seaboard uh, for the preview slash NCAA Sim. Make sure you subscribe to us over on twitch.tv slash for loyal sons. Give us a follow to catch us live. Follow the podcast wherever Apple Podcasts are. Herloyalsons.com is where you can always find us. Herloyalsons.com slash Discord. 
uh, is for the live chat. Until next time, folks, go Irish, be comedy. Have a good one.